think it's important to note that Nevia had to convince me to do this. I it was not my idea. I I remember saying no. I was like no. He said that's, no for a long time. That's I love that that was her idea. That's so yeah. good. My little sister, she wants to build a schoolie as well. So it's okay. good to know that there's like a community of like mm, like go getter, you know, women who are just like let's do this thing. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. Hello again. It's Dietrich here for another episode of Best Trip, Worst Trip. This time, I'm with a couple of friends from Indiana. Uh, friends that I've known for quite some time. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us where you're calling from exactly? Hey, thanks for having us. So hey, I'm Nivia. And I'm Leo. And we're we're in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is kind home, of home of not the southern, famous, but home of the famous Eugene V. Debs. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks y'all for joining me today. Uh, excited to hear more about life for you and your trips and life in Terre Haute. Tell us a little bit about the life that y'all are building together. Well, we've been married for almost four years and we have a almost two-year-old daughter. So we have decided because we love to travel so much to build a schoolie, which is um, what people call a school bus that has been converted into uh, RV or tiny home on wheels, however you want to call it. So that's what we're working on right now because we want to travel around the country with our daughter and our dog. Sorry, I didn't talk I was about our dog. Say, we also have a dog. It's yeah. almost four years old. Yeah. Her name is Sophie. She's the best and she's our first baby, but she loves to be outdoors and travel and she does great on car rides. So we're going to be traveling as a family and exploring new places that we haven't been to and some old places. And we're really excited. That is super exciting, y'all. You're taking on this huge endeavor, right? You're building a home, literally, right? Not just building a home at home, but you're building a house to drive in. Could you give me some details about what was behind this decision? I think tiny homes for me have always been like, had this allure, you know, but like, I'll be real. Like, it just seems like a hard transition to make. So what, what helped you make that transition? Why, why, why a schoolie? I think it's important to note that Nevia had to convince me to do this. I, it was not my idea. I, I remember saying no. He said no for a long time. Well, yeah. and, and I think, I mean, there's like a lot of reasons to like, why, right? Like, I mean, pandemic hit. We did not know, like, it was uncertain for future, right? Like, we, we didn't know there's like 300,000 people dying or 500,000 now, like, right? Like, it's been growing or whatnot. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that, like, we wanted our daughter to, like, have, like, experiences more than just, like, materialistic things. We want her to, like, experience, like, I don't know, go to the Arches, like, National, uh, National Park in, like, Utah. Yeah, like things like that, like where, where we can take pictures and she's going to be like later than on live and be like, oh, I remember this. I loved it, blah, blah, blah. And then another thing is also like that alone to me is like enough, but then like also rent keeps getting more expensive, even in Terre Haute. And like our apartment isn't getting any nicer. We, we keep staring at the same walls. <laughs> yeah, we keep staring at the same walls. There's not like the food doesn't get any better. Like we're like, we need to we need to like do something about this or whatnot. So that's kind of, 
I think once we took everything into account, we kind of like, I, I, I definitely went from a no to a yes. Yeah, well, it was also, so we both love to travel, right? And before we, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to start a family and have a baby and all that. We had talked about how, hey, we want to take her places. We still, or we didn't know it was a she yet, but <laughs> um, our future child or children places. And it was like, okay, that needs to be a priority, which means financially, like we need to make sure that we prioritize experiences over stuff and things like that. And that's when, I mean, I'm not a minimalist yet, I guess, going down to schooling will probably turn me into one. But that's when I even started exploring that a little bit more and just, okay, if we're going to start a family, but we want to do all of these amazing things, one day we want to take her to Europe and <laughs> I don't know, backpack through Europe as a family or something. And who knows, maybe visit you in Audrey. <laughs> I got you. You want to do the Camino de Santiago? Yeah. We can get yeah. that in while so, you're there. Boom. Yeah. And then my family, at least, um, I mean, a lot of us love traveling and make that a priority too. Um, so that's just kind of been instilled in my life. And I just love seeing new places. That has not been the case for me. Like my family, we're a low income family who does not like we work jobs that don't get vacation time, right? Like, so like, it, I've never known to travel or anything until I met Nivia. And I mean, I remember when we were dating and I went to see Dan out in Spokane and then we went, which my brother, his brother. Yeah. And then we, I mean, we just traveled. We went to South Carolina to see one of our best friends and it's just going to like, I, I like that. I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't care about like not working or, well, I love to work, but like the fact that vacation feels so amazing for like the self-care part of your body. Right. Like, yeah. and now, now that like, we've realized that most of our jobs can be done remotely, right? Like for, for, for the types of jobs that we have, like legal services or victim services. And we're just gonna like, why, why can't we do this and that at the same time? Like it's, it's a possibility. That's so huge y'all. I hear so much there that like brings me a ton of joy because it's, I, I mean, people have been talking about like good vibes or whatever, right? But even through this computer, man, like I feel the alignment because it's like, it's clear, right? It's this idea of like this reimagining that we've had to do has pushed us in a way to reinvent things that maybe didn't need to be like hard points in our lives, like rent and homes and all yeah. these different things. And you said before, like experiences over stuff, right? Or even you were talking about, you know, financial situations changing and the reality of rising rents across America, right? Or of like experiences that aren't becoming as enriching as they could be and ways to get connected to a wider world and I think there's a quote that comes to mind um it's like this idea that like change is inevitable but growth is optional right it's this idea that you are going to experience these things coming at you but your response can equal you know just kind of like succumbing to it and crumbling under it or just staying with it or kind of using that as a pivot or or to get the muscle that you need to move forward in in a new and exciting way and it sounds like this schoolie is definitely a part of that for you um where would you say you are on the stages of from now to the road just like hypothetically how long until your first journey that's probably the most popular question <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> like so when are you guys gonna hit the road <laughs> it's also one of the hardest it is one of gets... the hardest to answer um so right now, our schoolie 
has been treated for rust, which is something, so we've done most of the demo process um, where we've taken everything apart, took the seats out, the door off, the windows out, we raised the roof, um, treated all the rust, and we've started coating protectant rust-oleum and stuff. And um, we started putting some of the outer walls up because we raised the roof, so there was open walls. Yeah, yeah. There's no walls. <laughs> so we started to do that. And that's kind of where we're at. And then, well, my side of things is more buying things for the bus and ordering stuff that we need and Facebook marketplace shopping. So I've been doing a lot of that. And yeah, we're hoping to take like a short, we're hoping to take a short weekend trip before we ever take it anywhere. But our semi big longer drive trip. We're hoping um, to take like a family vacation with Leo's side of the family to Florida and just driving our schoolie down there. We've rented an Airbnb and we've talked to them about parking our bus there to just kind of see how a longer trip goes uh, mm. because that's like a week long trip. So break it in, break it in a little bit. <laughs> so we're hoping that it's at least done enough to take it to a trip like that. We don't necessarily have to have it completely done for that type of trip because if we need to stay in an airbnb we can but it would be nice to sleep on the bus and you know be able to use the bathroom on the bus <laughs> i don't know so so we're we're hopefully from from that point to go to florida we're like two months away wow that's wild y'all that's really yeah. exciting it seems like you've given me a clear picture of your inspiration and your vision for the future so kind of where it came from and where it's going and even how it's going uh, my big question, though, is uh, community. Have you found any community around this, uh, aside from that that friend at Looking for Adventures? Or how is that going as far as building out community to uh, understand what you're doing and kind of keep that momentum? Yeah, so I've followed a bunch of people that do this. And initially, I was following, you know, single people or like couples or young couples that were doing this. And then I found the families, which is really cool because we have a daughter and we have a dog and stuff. So connecting with families has really helped um, because, you know, when you're a parent, of course, you worry about a whole lot of other things like safety. How are they going to feel comfortable? Privacy, even though she's really little, but, you know, people need their space. Right. And like whatever. So there's a lot more questions. And thankfully, Facebook has been really, really helpful because there's so many schooly communities there's so many van life communities or nomadic communities on facebook that you can join and then meet people <laughs> online that that do this kind of stuff that's been really helpful throughout this whole process too because you can reach out to people that have been on the road or have converted their own schoolies or first time or super seasoned that know what they're doing or maybe even sell builds that they make for others that are just willing to help even if it's just answering a few questions on Facebook. So it's been amazing to be able to see like how like diverse just people can be in this community that comes together and like just loves travel and loves just living outside of whatever the normal American dream might look like or whatever that is. Um, it's, it's just really cool to see that. And I know that there's lots of things like um, where they have like schoolie meetups and like fan fest, I think uh, just happened or whatever. Schoolie Palooza and tiny home festivals and whatever. And then 
you actually get to meet all these people in person while you're on the road and stuff. So we're excited to be able to do that and actually meet other schooly people in person. Inspirations, because we actually, I mean, we look at these buses that they've built to like see like, oh, we want that or we want that or, you know, take from and whatnot. Um, and it's also, I think, important to note that we were very, when we started like this journey, we were very concerned with the whole Selma and Sophie thing. But then, like she said, we found families that like do this with like four plus children. Oh and yeah, I'm, like I'm not talking I'm just like, like one what? kid. <laughs> so it's insane to me to think that like in 300 square feet, six people live in it. I'm like, ooh. Full time, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. But it's about, like, it's not about like where you sleep so much as like where you get to go and exactly. explore and like, you're not really in your bus all the time. It's right. like you're going places and you're seeing new things so yeah. it's super cool and then also you were talking about like the community or whatnot and she was talking about these facebook facebook groups and these facebook groups are very very helpful you'll like post a question and then you'll have like 30 answers like just different people saying like this that whatnot it can be sometimes overwhelming <laughs> because some will like contradict each other they'll be like someone will say this and then the other person will say the exact opposite thing <laughs> So then you're gonna like, oh. well, schoolies are like totally this like science experiment that's just always changing and evolving because you can make it whatever you want to make yeah. it. There's no like it's whatever your imagination guide. Is. I mean, there are books actually on schoolie build. <laughs> I think there's one at our library, but you can do whatever you want to it, honestly. So some people do something totally different than others and have other suggestions. And some people are like, hey, I tried this and it failed, just so you know. So that's that's good to know. Yeah. I really think that in 10 years from now, we're going to look back and this will be one wing for sure of the new American dream. It'll be a thing that is, yeah, it'll change how we see ourselves, right? Because as you said, experiences over things. I think that that is a very, very big shift when you talk about a capitalist country and a very intense economy um, that is based around some thinking that would not necessarily support that, right? So I think that that is a, a very cool idea that I can definitely rock with. So thank you so much for sharing your your touch and take on the the, the new American dream. I'm excited to see where y'all go. Could you tell people just kind of where they could find more of your build and, and hear about your, your journey and adventures? Yeah, so we have an Instagram and we do have a YouTube right now. It's just kind of the build process. So if that seems boring, the adventure process will probably be later. Um, but our Instagram is at roll with bus, um, as in B-U-S. Sometimes people can't hear that right, but um, so is our YouTube. So you can find us either place. And um, yeah, we're just trying to post as much as we can about what we're doing with it and let people see what's going on. So hopefully we can inspire other people just like others have inspired us too. Um, also, because a lot of my family was like, I need pictures and videos of everything. And I was like, this is overwhelming. So many people have <laughs> been asking as soon as we announced it to our family. And then we were like, all right, we should do the Instagram and YouTube then. So it's been fun. It's been fun to document um, this stuff too and be able to look back in the future. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. 
Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. In my opinion, having the right luggage is always the right call. It takes the headache out of packing and it makes traveling easier. We're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Well, we are here for sure to hear more about um, your trips. Um, You have traveled, uh, you like to travel. And y'all have some things to share with us today. I would love to hear a little bit about your best trips and then your worst trips. And then we'll kind of ask questions as we go. Set the stage. Let's start with the good news. Let's start with the good okay. best trip. Okay, so I can go first. My best trip. So I'm Venezuelan and I was born in Venezuela, but I came to the U.S. when I was about to turn three. So this is my home. I've been here my whole life. But and then I did go back as a toddler too one time, but I don't remember that. But in 2010, my family took like a big summer trip to Venezuela, and I have a huge family. And when I talk huge, I'm talking like like extended family, like I'm talking like over 400 people that like I actually know of and still communicate with to some extent. So like. Yeah, a lot of people. So that summer, I got to meet like literally over 400 family members that I didn't really know because I grew up in the US. And back then, we didn't really do Zoom. And now we do, we have like family Zoom meetings, which is really cool. Back then, I mean, I, like I was in high school at that time. And um, yeah, it was like expensive to call. It was like, it was hard. It was hard to communicate um, back and forth to everybody in my family. So I didn't, besides like what my parents would share with me, like know them super well, but it was just a summer filled with like learning more about my home country and where I was born. Um, We did travel throughout a few different parts of the country. And if you know anything about Venezuela, besides current political turmoil, um, natural resources wise, it's, it's just like breathtakingly beautiful in so many parts of the country. So Um, there's just so much natural beauty there and it was like amazing absolutely amazing Um, so that was like a highlight trip of my life kind of thing but I've I've had a lot of cool trips but that one's just really special for me because yeah I got closer to a lot of cousins which is super fun that's really awesome I really appreciate you for sharing a, a lot about something that's near and dear to you not just for some like novelty reason but more for like a personal family reason um, where where in Venezuela did you get to go back to, or I guess where the bulk of that 400 people from? Yeah, yeah. The majority are in Maracaibo, Venezuela. At some point, we passed close to Caracas, but that's the capital, but we didn't really go there. That's more like a city. Um, but we went to, I know we went to Los Gallos, which is like an island chain, which is super beautiful. I mean, because it's like surrounded by islands or something and it doesn't get too deep right there. So that was really cool. But we like drove around um, like road tripping it through a few different places too to get to these different spots. So that was cool, but it's more on the Northern part of the the country. I do hope one day I'll get to go back, but right now it's a little bit crazy there. My mom has seen like the entire country because like I said, 
her, like my family has a history of traveling and her dad actually made his own RV back in the day. I didn't really mention that. It's kind of cool. So her dad made an RV back in the day and she said it's not as pretty as what our inspo or like what we're trying to do um, was like, but she had a lot of siblings and there was, I think six of them at the time when they were traveling like that and they would spend summers just traveling around the country. That's really cool. I think that's such a like cherry on top detail of being able to get back and connect is being able to see that kind of inspiration just birthed into you, you know? That's really cool. Um, well, Leo, what about you? What was your best trip? Set the stage, tell us a little bit. The year is two, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's super generic. Um, so like I said prior to, my family doesn't take a lot of trips. Back then, they didn't allow them to have like vacation time or, you know, it's just a low income job. So uh, we we actually ended up doing a trip to Disney on like a, a, a December, December, actually, I think it was November. And it was just kind of like when I, when my mom was like, we're going to Disney, it was kind of like from one day to the other. It was so weird. And I just couldn't believe it because my, my parents actually like to joke a lot. So I was just like, oh, sure. And then they're like, no, we're leaving. Get in the car. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> we went down, you know, just drove down 16 hours to Kissimmee, Florida to go to Disneyland or Disney World. And this was my first time to like in Florida. So we actually also went to like Clearwater and then also Universal Studios and just different spots or whatnot. So in St. Petersburg, Tampa and all that. So it was, it was actually nice, but it was just, I think it was the nicest part was just getting to be together with family. And then this is like literally the first time that like we've been able to do this since we came to America, which I've been here 16 years now, but like then it was 10 years. And then another thing is that like, I, so I was a DACA recipient at that time. And so like, we couldn't just travel. Like, it's just not a thing when you're undocumented. It's not like you can just be like, hey, let me go over here. No, like we're always under that like scope of like immigration where we don't want to like, you know, be deported. So yeah. it was like a big thing. So it was just, it was very fun. And I don't know, it was just, I, I don't think I'll ever forget it just because it was like the first time that we went out as a family. And then also, I don't know if you're, I mean, I imagine you've been to Clearwater and have you been to Clearwater? No, <laughs> no. I think he thinks everybody goes to Florida. I, <laughs> everyone here goes to Florida. So, but I don't have it like that either, my man. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So, you know, but in, in like in Clearwater, there's these seagulls that are like crazy and they like eat food off your hands. Like, not, not, Whoa. but, but not like a, like a you want them to. No, they come down and attack you for it. And it's crazy. So they actually, one of them like ate ice cream out of my hands, but then they were eating the container, which is like a plastic bowl. And I was like, you're going to die. And try to help them, but I was like, I That's wild. Yeah. So I've only been to Florida twice. I was on the other side of Clearwater is over by like Tampa, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've only ever been towards like Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, like over there. Yeah. Um, that was just like, a road trip and it's beautiful but it's just like i don't know i also just associated with that long drive it was like man it's wild so yeah florida's not bad though and i i regret one thing about my time in florida never saw miami i was gonna say you were right there i've taken leo there um because i have family there so it's mm -hmm. nice we have places to stay in miami we went to Calle Ocho, Lua we did. and i don't know why i didn't just like especially the time when I drove, because I had a car. 
it's beautiful and fun. Don't go in the summer because the heat is just like. Whew. It was fun when we went. We went to this like salsa club. I don't know. It was called like Ball and Chain. It was so much fun. Okay. In Miami? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, we just were walking. Yeah, we were walking on Calle and Ocho, it was like and it was right middle there. of the day. And there's just all these people dancing. And we were like, we have to go in. <laughs> nice. The music was calling you. You were like, yes, take my hand. So Let's do it. Yeah. And the kind of dancing where like a random person will just start dancing with you and switch partners. And it's just yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking for that situation here in Chicago. One of my friends was, uh, she, we were on this like run or whatever a couple weeks ago. And she was telling me that there's, a community here that kind of does that too but it's like a little more hidden because i mean you can't just be outside all times of the year here in chicago so we're actually super upset because nacional 27 is it's gone i know it's that's it's depressing we went there after a wedding yeah that was our, our wedding night <laughs> yeah we, took a bunch we, of we partied and we, we were there all night <laughs> we so we went there the night before we got married Okay. Oh, that's fun. So, well, we yeah. were hoping to make it a tradition to like go on our anniversary every yeah. year. But well, on our, <laughs> on our first anniversary, we went there for like dinner and then it turned into the club and then we were mm -hmm. clubbing and then it closed. We were like, gosh, <laughs> no warning. So when did y'all know what moment was like, mm, I know that this is my best trip? I mean, I think I knew it when I was there because it was just like the whole trip was amazing. I don't know. And I mean, it was, of course, there's like the moments of some culture shock because it's so different from what I had grown up with. And then some moments of like, oh my gosh, like people live so differently. Some people, I have a cousin that literally made his house out of like, a, it's like tin, like it's like a tin house or whatever. And I'm like, and he sleeps in a hammock and I'm like oh my gosh it's just like there was definitely moments where I was like whoa this is like different and I don't know how to process this of course most of the time I was just like super excited all the time and it was exciting to get to know just like what life is like there and and like not as a tourist per se but I was a tourist right because I'm I didn't grow up there but it was like you know I was just staying at different family members houses or places and it was just really cool the whole the whole thing so there's definitely been other trips where I'm like this is awesome but I think I can always go back to that one and say yeah that was that was super cool and for me I I knew like after we got back and you know we went back to working and it was just kind of like back back to the nine to five grind <laughs> well not even nine to five because we worked crazy hours it was like six to six grind we were on vacation, we came back, and then it was just right away back to like working. And it's it was just kind of crazy. And then I was like, yeah, this is why, like this is this is why it's like the best trip, right? Like we we don't get to do this very often and we need to cherish when we do or whatnot. And it was just it was eye-opening kind of uh, that I don't know, like people do this very often. That's really cool. I, pr I appreciate y'all for, for, again, leaning into that idea. It seems like more of this idea, the theme almost of our talk seems like, you know, experiences over things, right? You can have this like Instagram worthy, whatever, right? Or yeah. you can just like live your life and really like experience things and then pause and see why those things matter to you. And it sounds like y'all really reflected on 
why those times are cherishable um, for, for personal reasons to you. So I really appreciate you for opening yourself up and sharing your story and just being good people because man, being a tourist and you know not knowing it can be weird, you know? So I, I really appreciate your, your ability to identify that nuance. And so now, the bad news um what about what about your worst trips uh what is the time where again maybe it's not like this i would never go here again <laughs> or whatever but like just a, a time where it's like mm, we had some expectations mm, did not go well tell us about it set the stage and then dive deeper and maybe we'll have some follow-up questions i can go first my worst trip was hard to think of honestly because i do like i said love traveling and so my worst trip has nothing to do with location per se and this actually happened on a few trips, but I think this one was the worst. It was Tennessee. And I remember we were staying at some kind of cabin thing and this was gonna be an outdoorsy trip. And I was really excited about that because I love doing things like camping. I love hiking. I love doing things like that. I don't know, my, my parents usually don't love it. So it was exciting for like us. So we were also gonna meet like other cousins there that live in Miami actually that were gonna come up. So that was exciting too. And I got sick. I don't mean like, oh, I had a little cold. I was in bed sick. At one point I had to go to the hospital because I like fainted. It was bad the entire time. I don't even remember how long we were there, but I know I didn't do anything. I was so excited and just in bed. I don't even really remember seeing my cousin for like more than like a minute when she's like I hope you feel better and I don't even remember seeing like my other cousin her brother at, at all so it was like ah uh, like so disappointing that sounds like a really rough time to like have high hopes for getting outdoors and like you know maybe even setting an itinerary and then just being like boom well I'm sorry I hope that yeah I hope that that is something of the past I hope it doesn't I know, I know. pop up while you're on the bus it's uh, important to point out that three years ago Nivia was still fainting she was actually she was driving <laughs> pregnant, when I was pregnant and she passed out driving and I'm in the passenger seat like what is happening <laughs> Oh, like I, I think I broke the car because I just put it in like park without like. <laughs> like yeah, I was, I was like, oh geez, bro, you guys are living living legends, walking miracles right here. <laughs> Maybe you'll just drive the bus, you know? Yeah. Well, she can't I drive. Can, She's too I can't short. reach the pedals. So I guess for your listeners, I'm four foot nine, and Leo is six foot two. I think so. <laughs> we have a very big height difference. We don't, we don't plan on moving fast no. either. We're not going to like, we need to go from the West coast to the East coast in like three days. <laughs> like we're not doing that. <laughs> so that's a great segue into my worst trip because my worst trip <laughs> is actually, true. and I don't mean to bash on America, but my worst <laughs> trip is the first time I was ever in the U S like, so, so where, where I'm from is called Los Mochis, Sinaloa in Mexico okay. and it is like a, a north western side of the country and it's just like 12 hours to get to the border and then we went all the way to Merrillville Indiana from from Arizona so so it, it was quite a trip it took <laughs> six days to get there we were driving it's it's important to point that out we were driving in one of those um 
the <laughs> express so or journeys or I can't remember what they were called but you know which ones like right with the ladder on the outside so many. Yeah. Like, ah, little yeah. astro van or whatever <laughs> yeah, well my grandma <laughs> had like a bed in the back so this I guess this was her schooly version I guess <laughs> And it was just the driver and the passenger seat. So, so well, first of all, the reason we were going up is because her husband had passed away. And that this is what they did. They, they traveled across from Mexico to the U.S. And then they brought back gifts. And that's what they did the whole time, back and forth. And so he passed away. And she had to go and like come over here and, and do some paperwork. So crossing the border was like the hardest thing ever we got stopped we got searched everything had to be taken out everything had to be put back in and then we take this trip and I guess I didn't know how long the trip was and we were here for like quite like months but the thing is that like it was a six-day trip just driving to Merrillville and it was like dead winter it's snowing it's like negative 38 degrees in Merrillville, Merrillville, Indiana. Maybe not that cold because that seems very cold. But it's it was like negative something. It was insane. It was so cold that literally I cried because the van didn't have any insulation. We couldn't leave it on because we'd waste gas. And You're we had to there with your cobija San Marcos, like yeah, barely yeah. like La Virgen Guadalupe. Just oh my goodness, it was. <laughs> It was crazy. Like I remember it was so cold, so cold. And we stopped, we stopped at like, I, that was like the first, well, not the first night, but that was like one of the, like the, the fifth night or something we were up there. And then we get to where we're supposed to be in Merrillville, Indiana, which is a relative, well, not, not a relative, but a friend of my grandma's and we stay at their house. And I had never experienced any, like I was very sheltered in my life. Uh, maybe not like rich wise, but just from the outside world, sort of. And we we stopped at this like my my grandma's friend's house, and her son had like some problem with like a pacemaker and like seizures, and he started having like an attack in the middle of like dinner, and then they had to get like a magnet to like put up to his heart or something. And I'm freaking, I'm like, at, or it's I think it's important to note that I was like seven years old, so I'm like freaking out just like dying like what is that crying this guy's like having a seizure attack and I, I remember thinking that at the time he was like some monster that was going to eat me so that's even worse right that's oh, awful. but like I was so young that I was like oh it was awful I oh goodness but um but yeah that's I think the fact that like the expectations from like what you see on tv about America mm. and then what I witnessed I was like this is not America. <laughs> You're not selling me America. Nice. And it was just crazy. And we had to sleep in so many rest areas, like in Oklahoma. And I remember the, the signs in Oklahoma are like, watch out for scorpions. And I'm like, what? It's not something you just leave out. Watch out for scorpions. This is crazy. Yeah. It's a great welcome to the US. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, sounds like the welcome mat was well rolled out for you, my friend. It was yeah. winter. And it was a super road trip, it sounds like, yeah. for the winter, especially in the Midwest. But then, yeah, it sounds like for both of y'all, too, there's a theme of, like, medical, like, <laughs> you know, like, if something medical happens, I think that that's the recipe that's got to be in the recipe for his trips. So I hear you on that. I think that uh, some of my worst trips, like, I, uh, I mean, this is kind of weird, but 
Um, so I wear these sometimes when I hike. These are Chacos, right? Um, one of my worst trips is same kind of thing. I got I impaled my foot while hiking, and I'm sure I'll tell more people about that later. I don't want to go too far into that, but medical emergency. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hiking back. Hiking shoes. They're good for like the like what is it orthotics or whatever. Like the shape is great, but um, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> that stick went right into my foot it was all so um not even not even like a nail or anything no no it was a stick it was it was like an inch by an inch so when i pulled it out it was just blood everywhere so yeah i'll I'll tell people more about that later maybe in another episode but um medical equals worst trip i think that's the theme that i'm hearing here so thanks so much for sharing y'all i think there's a there's a lot in your future, hopefully, of some best trips. Um, and I'm super excited to, again, continue to follow. And if you're a listener, please plug and follow um, Roll With Bus on Insta and on YouTube. And yeah, give them uh, a couple likes and, and comments uh, with your questions. Because again, like they said, they're they're making it up. Um, so just just roll with them, too. So it could be good to, to chime in here and there. But I appreciate again y'all for coming out. Um, as we close, I just want to know if there's any quotes or or uh, ideas that you want to leave us with. Any quotes y'all live by or hold close as you venture and travel through the world. One that comes up to mind with the whole schoolie and different things or whatnot um, is what's that one uh, poem by uh, the road not taken or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's yeah. his name? Is it Rolf Waldo Emerson or something? Road less traveled. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's important to note that like, it's not always like uh like we said we're making this up as we go, so it's not always like a uh, an agenda or like a, an outline of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do have an outline of like basic things, but then like how we get those things done is kind of like up to us, like how we want to do it. So I didn't come up with that whole phrase of like experiences over stuff. And I honestly don't remember who the first person was that came up with that, but I've heard it before. So I think that that's a good theme for like just everything that we're trying to work towards um, doing for our family. And I feel like I've kind of been using that as a good motto for just this whole experience. I think that that's, that almost is like a half rhyme, that idea, roll with bus you know, experiences over stuff, you know, that's, that's a real cool link there. So I'm looking forward to again, hearing more from y'all in the future. For more best trip, worst trip, follow us on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, show us a little love on the like button and write a quick review so others can find the show too. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.